We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. I'm Kel Dansby. It's Andreas Hale, the usual. And by now, you know that we talk hip-hop, boxing, pro wrestling, and MMA. The only place doing this. So thank you guys for listening. And on this episode, we got a ton to talk about because I feel like I haven't slept in like three days because it's just wrestling overload, and next week is going to be even crazier. Yeah, man, it's busy, man. I, like, I was dreading this month coming, and now it's here, and now I know why I dreaded it. I don't... <laughs> I should be at Comic Con. You right should now. be at Comic Con right but now. But I'm not. I'm here for. You. I gotta cover uh, Postal Crawford. So unfortunately, I'm here with you. We're missing a lot of good shit. Like you know, in August, it's like man, we should be at SummerSlam. We're gonna be here covering Connor. Yep. And UFC 202. Like Dana White didn't know SummerSlam's date, and he couldn't you know move that around a little bit. Well, I bet he knows now. With Brock Lesnar getting popped <laughs> for two tests. Well, let's let's start with the wrestling. What's the big news this week? The draft is that what we're draft. Starting? Um, our drafts were way off. But yet better than the real draft. Um, coming into the draft, there was big talk. You know, Raw was the flagship. And Daniel Bryan, being the GM of SmackDown, which was also announced, uh, it, it seemed like, you know, everything was building up to make Raw that good Smack, or excuse me, SmackDown that good underdog story and give them those hardcore wrestlers, the Daniel Bryan type guys, to make that like an indie promotion. And it fell short of that. Felt like the draft was um, a failure. Really, <laughs> like, I, I love the I love the concept of it. it the was, way they pulled it off, it, it, was, it made it feel like real sports. There were rounds, so you put a match in between, and it was like first round, second round. That was dope. Like to see Roman Reigns go first pick in the second round. How disrespectful is that? He Geno Smith. Yeah, but it, it was just it was bad. Like they didn't have 
here's here's my problems with it. aside from the picks. Like first of all, the matches were inconsequential. Nothing mattered, right? No. Like this, that's why we're not talking about Raw because nothing mattered. Even that stupid finish with Ambrose and, and uh, Rollins, we don't care because they rectified it on SmackDown, which we knew they would. Definitely. But not having cameras backstage to see the real reactions or doing the interviews on the fly, ha- forcing you to go to the network, which kind of takes away from people who have smart TVs because now you can't watch SmackDown and the draft. Like you got to pick one. Like, you can watch the draft on SmackDown, but you can't watch the reactions that were on the network. Oh, I had my laptop open. But it, it's a pain in the ass to try to watch both. Yeah, like, I tried to be smart about it. The network show was actually better than the TV product. Yeah, they had real reactions. Real reactions, um, four hours, which was bananas. But it was great to see, you know, they everyone came straight to the back. They had good questions outside of Booker T's stupid questions. And it, it was a dope Reaction, that felt like a real sport. It was a complete shoot back there. You know, Nia Jackson Hill, she's crying. You have Cesaro, who's a face for all purposes, and he just let him have it. Kalisto fucked up his promo. Worst promo in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Yo, okay, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> he was better off just cutting the entire thing in Spanish. Like, he should have just wore his mask, said nothing, and left. <laughs> said, like, he should have just wore his mask, pointed, and left. That's it. That's a damn shame. He was, I mean, what did he, like, he, I am Lucha. He just kind of like, ah, and he walked off. That was the worst promo I've ever seen. Some guys He's just bringing clearly, Lucha to SmackDown. Come on, some guys, and, and, okay, we're going to get into the picks in a second. But Cesaro cut a good promo. Great promo. Because he wasn't scripted. He, he flew off the handle and did, what he, did his thing. Kalisto, on the other hand, needs a script. And they some, show you. Man, he needs cue cards, a teleprompter. He needs it all terrible and you know owens did his thing because owen can go unscripted Um, back there who else had a great one enzo and Cass, just off the top of the dome enzo like he's that quick-witted and slick talking no matter what he doesn't need any script no practice he was he had me dying back there the new day was great aj Um, styles was great he's proving that the heel turn is not a bad idea no he speaks a lot better as a heel yeah he can just be open and honest, which is why people fought for so long to, you know, to see Roman Reigns as a heel. It's like, yo, he can't talk as a face. Just let him be honest. Yeah, he's, let so, him be a heel. So let's talk about the picks, right? Um, Number one overall, the first pick. It was my first pick. I mean, that's, that, that was Seth easy. Rollins. We knew that was coming. Seth Rollins being number one. Well, Ambrose. Cena could have went one. I mean. But what's the point? Like, I think that part of the draft makes sense because you're trying to put a – Put together your future. Yeah, he wherever Cena gets drafted, it doesn't matter. He's still going to be the star, no matter where he goes. But you're basically saying this is our future: Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Charlotte. Okay, so this is something. Um, you know, I listen to the Law podcast and all that stuff on iTunes, and they do immediate reactions. Shout out to those guys. Um, great podcast show, and they had the same question I had: is the draft format and not a lottery format? Does that give an actual insight into Vince McMahon and management's thinking and perception on these wrestlers? Absolutely. Absolutely. The way that So they it's actually like a shoot. Like this isn't like so as you're watching this, it's like, yo, this holds some true merit on where you go. Yeah. It definitely does because guys like Darren Young and Apollo Crews, you can see they clearly lost faith in Apollo Crews. You see where he he was drafted. I can't even scroll down that far on my list. I ain't going to lie to you. You see, you see where a lot of these guys went, and you start wondering, well, where are they going to – because if you're not drafting – Cruz went 45. 45, right? 
they lost faith in him. He was one of the, the call-ups. So this is really indicative of where they are going to be at on the roster, with the exception of a few guys like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn who were drafted. Kevin Owens was drafted retardedly low. Yeah. That's not even politically correct. They did that, that for so a reason. ridiculous. They yeah. did that for a reason. They're smart in that one. He's going to carry that chip all year long. And he's going to just beef with everyone. Like, I should have been drafted higher. That's going to be his, like, shtick for the next three months. I mean, looking at this draft list, I mean, what do you make of the, the SmackDown? Let's start with SmackDown. What do you make of overall the SmackDown roster? The SmackDown roster, as it stands, is the third best roster. I lie. It's the fourth best roster in the WWE right now. Fourth? Fourth. Raw is ahead of it, NXT's roster is ahead of it, and the CWC is ahead of it. That's how bad SmackDown is. I don't think, I wouldn't go that far. It's that bad. Outside of the first three picks, they Shane just took a nap. Vince was like, yo, you're getting John Cena? Shut up. Everyone else goes to Raw. You are right about that. I mean... I felt like they did give it up. Like, after four picks, they were like they phoned it in, right? They brought in American Alpha, and, I'm, and I, as soon as they brought in American Alpha, I was like, who are they feuding with? Yeah. That was the first question. I was like, who did you draft a feud with? They didn't pick another televised tag team. No. Who else, made, who else was there? The Usos? Come on. The, the Usos Ascension. was the next tag team. The, the Ascension. Ascension. I mean, Brizongo? Is this, like, this makes you... I, I'd be happy, you know, when... We get Luke Harper back. As long as he goes to SmackDown, that'd be a great feud. The Wyatt uh, family, kind of the Wyatt boys versus American Alpha is tag team versus tag team. That's great. But American Alpha is like, hey, the belts aren't here. It's like, yeah, with that talent, they're never coming over. So you're going to go a year without holding championships? I mean, none of this. Like, if you look at top-tier talent for a two-hour show that's weekly, how much can you interchange AJ Styles, John Cena, and Randy Orton in the title picture? Because... Nobody else in this pro, nobody else here is going to get a run at a title, right? Like you're gonna have Ambrose, Ambrose versus Styles will probably be next, and we're gonna do Cena and Orton again. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do, Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose? We've already seen that. Wyatt's gonna get the run at like some major title. Like I mean, what? It's 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 bad, and it makes you realize, yo, the roster is kind of thin. Well, it's thin when you stack one side of it. Well, you got a three-hour show. Which, no, that's, that's a horrible argument. Which, which they should have moved. And you have cruiserweights. All the cruiserweights. That's your extra hour. Well, what cruiserweights? <laughs> well, that's, that's now the <laughs> that's major key. That's the next key. question. Kalisto's Kalisto, on SmackDown. I, that made no sense to me, but I'm assuming they signed six of the cruiserweight challenge guys and then Neville, and then that's your whole division. You think they're going to put them all on Raw? Yeah. You just need seven. I, I just don't understand the logic in any of this, right? My other question, uh, well, while staying on the topic of how bad the SmackDown roster is, it's top-heavy. Yeah. Because AJ Styles is probably your best in-ring performer with Seth Rollins. Correct. John Cena is your biggest crossover star. Yes. Randy Orton is always going to be the veteran who knows how to put people over and can also put together a good match when necessary. Because we know Randy Orton has slept through, slept walked through matches before. So Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt feud is possible. But anything beyond the next four months is blurry as hell to me. I don't know how you put together a quality pay-per-view if you're a SmackDown. I, I mean, I guess that's where guys like Apollo Crews have to earn their worth. You're going to be third on the card, like third from last on the card. Like, you're going to be legit right outside the co-main. You better earn this paycheck. They've done such a horrible Darren job. Darren Young didn't get drafted on television. He's going for a title. <laughs> look, look, answer me this question, right? So we know the tag team titles are on Raw. Correct. And we have no idea how American Alpha is going to make it to them. Right? 
Well, I'm assuming you can bridge during the four major pay-per-views and snatch the belts to your side. So what do you do in the interim? In between? Yeah. They, they stay on that promotion. Like, you can't As do it. As a tag it. team, what do you do? You, you, you just chill. You, you do the, the round robin with the ascension and, yeah. oh, my God. All right, same with the women's division. I, I, think, I think the way they would have to do it is to set up a tournament-style bracket on the other, you know, the non-title promotion. Like, let's say two weeks before Royal Rumble, you have the tournament, four-people four tournament or four-team tournament. The winners of that get to challenge for the belt at Royal Rumble. So there's no need for, like, a, a huge buildup. The champions on the other side know we're facing the number one contenders from SmackDown. So the New Day would face the number one contenders from the SmackDown tournament. Then how do you promote that without them appearing on each other's show? The tournament. The tournament aspect is the promotion. Yeah, that is the key. What I'm saying is, like, if I'm the champ, right, Yeah. and I'm fighting somebody from SmackDown, Correct. what am I doing while they're figuring out who's the number one contender? You're, you're trash-talking everybody. That's boring. No, the New Day. The New Day can make fun of them on Raw. They don't got to be there. You know how tired that gets if you can't, like, if you can't interact? It's two weeks. But if you can't interact, it doesn't make sense. Because if this holds true, if, the, if you're going to do this with the women's division as well, which I think is a huge mistake. Becky Lynch. A huge mistake. Is the only one that can. Right. So the huge mistake here is not just putting all the women on Raw and then bringing some of the Raw talent over to SmackDown to, eat, to balance this thing out. That was the huge mistake. Aside from, you know, drafting Nia Jax, Carmella, and everybody. Over Bailey. Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh's on the roster. Stay hype, bro. So, so. Basically, the SmackDown roster is pretty shitty. It's not good. SmackDown, all right, let's see. First round was pretty good. Uh, Ambrose had two. It's, it's a little high. He's a champ. You can't He's just a champ. not yeah. draft your champ. Uh, Rollins went ahead of him, so. I mean, uh, that's Stephanie's. That makes, storyline-wise, it makes sense. Stephanie's a Rollins guy. We have no idea when Triple H is going to come out, so him and Rollins can eventually feud. But, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Charlotte getting drafted at three is a reach. No, you get your women's champion. You better put emphasis on the women's division being important. I'm not mad at that pick. I don't have a problem with it. Styles went four. Finn went five. I have no problem with which that. Which is incredibly high for someone no one knows. Like, the majority of their fan base have no clue who he is, and they're like, yo, this guy just went five. And here's the mistake. you didn't. He didn't appear on the show. No, he was on the network. He should have did an interview. Like, he said, a live reaction of Finn Balor with a highlight reel. To go Ready. along with it. Like, yep. if this is the next pick, this is like the guy that's coming out of high school, essentially. So why wouldn't you package him like the LeBron James coming into the Yes, that's something big on Monday, right? Coming out of a pay-per-view. Of course. Like, you can't do Monday Night Raw without Finn Balor basically anchoring the beginning of that show. That first segment has to be Finn Balor either coming out or at the end he runs in and whoever the champion Just wrecks somebody. Yeah. Like that's demon, the only way. Like, you need demon promos and all that. Like, um, no, We have Roman no. Reigns, six to Raw. Makes sense, whatever. Yeah, him and Seth have to finish their beef. Uh, Cena to SmackDown at seven. I, I seven? Have, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem. Behind AJ Styles, I don't have a problem with that. All right. Uh, Lesnar to Raw. If he didn't get popped for that drug test, I bet he would have been higher. Damn near might have been one. <laughs> I'm just saying, as soon as that drug test, it was like, eh, we can't really drive something like that. There's a lot of heat on Lesnar right now. Raw does not care about drug testing. No, they won't even talk about it. <laughs> They're like, yo, you, you failed test? That's okay. They don't care. Come to, come to our network. We got three hours to fill. Right. That's the, that's the excuse. Uh, Orton went nine. Tag Team Champs, New Day went ten. So it was a strong top ten. Uh, Orton, to me, a little high, but SmackDown needed, you know, gotta elite have a name. level people. Got to have a face. Um, Sami Zayn went 11. Wyatt at 12. Sasha Banks, 13. What up, Bay? 
Um, so you know, who also got pinned for the first time on SmackDown? She got pinned. Did you pay attention? No, the no, no. I didn't. I was watching. <laughs> whenever matches came on on TV, I watched the network. There lies my problem because the USA Network wants you to watch their commercials, and nobody watched the USA. No, nah, someone was like, "Oh, there's an amazing split screen." I looked up on my screen. I was like, "Oh, yeah, the matches are going on during commercials." Yes. I looked right back on my computer because the network stuff was great. So I just wanted to watch interviews. Honestly, I didn't watch anything. I had my television on mute until pick time came up, and I unmuted it. And that's only because the network was, like, on a three-minute delay, and I didn't want to be late. Yeah, Sasha got pinned in the handicap match. Um, she ate a natural selection while she had the bank statement on Dana Brooks and got pinned for the first time. And nobody said nothing because Sasha hadn't been pinned at all for a year. Yeah. Even though she's been intermittently on the show. But she hadn't been pinned, and she lost. She got pinned for the first time, and nobody said shit. They missed a lot of shit. Great story, Toad. Um, Becky Lynch, 14, which is high for Becky. That's high. Because what are we establishing here? Like, basically, you're saying, hey, Becky, no chance of the women's title for you. Come to SmackDown. That's it. <laughs> it's like they, they went like, you know, they're like, oh, Title Nine, It's real. So we dumb. need a woman. So dumb. Um, Chris Jericho, 15. That's high. all right. High. Anybody over Kevin Owens at this point is too high. <laughs> Anybody like at this oh, point. Oh, man, Jericho. Yeah. Like, come on, man. They went with the Raw Jericho angle. Whatever. Uh, Rusev, 16. He has a belt. And he comes with Lana. So Raw needed a belt. That was a major concern. Rusev should have been on SmackDown. I see title on SmackDown I like. I don't like Rusev on SmackDown. I do because I think Rusev, you need, like, look at this. If you look at this right now, I mean, there's a lot of things that also move around, but Rusev is a, is a, should be on a wrestling. Rusev and Cesaro and Kevin Owens should have been on SmackDown. If you want to enhance that Cesaro, roster, definitely. Like, if you want to enhance that roster and have great matches, you move those guys. Like, The Miz shouldn't be on SmackDown. No. The Miz can't wrestle as well as, like, Rusev puts on good performances. There's better wrestlers on the Raw side. It's, this is really confusing. But, yeah, Rusev being where he's at, I get it because maybe they look at Lana as being a star. But Kevin he, Owens went after that, though, and he went to Raw, too. Him and Sami Zayn, the rivalry lives on. I thought they'd be split. I thought they would be split too, and I think it was a big mistake. One of them should have been on SmackDown. Kevin Owens. Unless unless you're going to push him on Raw and pick them high, I just don't understand the logic. In there, there's no chance for him to grow on Raw. He's going to be stuck with, what, the U.S. title now? That's uh, it? The only thing is, see, I have to back. Unless you have two belts. Like, if he won the money in the bank and it was sitting on that as a low pick, that makes sense. If he's going to use this as fuel to, to make his title run eventually – that makes sense. But just drafting him low for the sake of But now he low. has to jump Brock, which got easier due to the pop test. I mean, due to the fact that he never wrestles. Yeah, but. He has to jump Roman. He has to jump Rollins really and Finn many. for a title. There's not that many people. Like, essentially, the Six Kev people? Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor could be in a triple threat match at Royal Rumble and I'd be happy. Yeah. I mean, we would. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else. Uh... And then Baron Corbin, 19. And Apollo Crews is 45. Look, Corbin is 19. Baron Corbin is a guy that is a Vince prototype because of his size, but he's on the wrong show. He should have been on Raw. Well, he can't. Why is he on SmackDown? Yeah, I don't know. If you're going to push that guy. They need another heel, and they want to give him a belt. Look how many heels are on SmackDown. Styles, Orton, who I guess is a heel. Wyatt's a heel. Miz is a heel. Corbin's a heel. Del Rio's a heel. Kane, I don't know what the hell Kane is. Kalisto should be a heel because being a face does him no favors. And the rest of the faces are terrible. It's true. It's, it's just John Cena and Dean Ambrose. I keep forgetting Ambrose is there, too. <laughs> Round five, Gallows and Anderson. First pick. Split up the club. 
I thought so. There's um, a reason why they make shirts. Yeah. You know, AJ Styles, it's time for him to go off on his own. I think Vince really wants to put Styles to the moon now, which is odd. Absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, but he kind of fell in love with the workhorse that Styles is. And he's not getting any younger. No. So you make him, you know, go by himself, and then you attach those guys and bring them in for the reason they were bought over from New Japan, to be part of the Balor Club with Finn. Does that, and does, it'll does, just be the club. Does it make any sense, though? If Finn Balor's going to be a face on Raw, and you attach him to the heels in the club, does that make any sense whatsoever? He can't be a face, right? Who, Finn? Yeah. No, not with them. It doesn't make sense. I mean, he's a his character's a demon. It's not hard to turn a demon guy into a heel. Yeah, but... It just doesn't make sense. Like, it, it just, <laughs> that's what they bring in because he's going to come in with a pop, right? So Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns are essentially your top guys, right? And they all should be getting booed. Roman's going to get booed. Yeah. Finn's a heel. He's going to get booed. And Seth Rollins shouldn't get booed, but he's going to get booed. Definitely. So who's your star? And then Kevin Owens gets booed. So who's your star on Raw? Uh, I don't know. Good question. They don't have any faces either. Like, look, look. There's a shortage list. of face people. Sami Zayn. Sami, he's the Sammy's underdog, your but only face. he's not going to hold the face. major title. Like Roman Reigns is your face, but nobody likes him. No. He got booed. Oh yeah, that's wrong. Forgivably at the draft. And then later, you know, Big Show goes. Who cares? Uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to job on SmackDown. No, he'll probably get a push on SmackDown at this point. They're too thin. <laughs> that, that's, Might that's as well, too right? Thin. Yeah. Um, Nia Jax getting the call up. Too green. Not ready. I don't think she's ready, but they love the body type. Yeah. And the so monster heel. They love the Apollo Crews body type, too. Let's see how that worked out. Nia went, you know, probably 25 picks ahead of him. Uh, Neville gets drafted, which is good. Sleeper pick. Cruiserweight champ. I, I think so. Perfect belt for him. Uh, Natty goes to SmackDown to continue a rivalry. Cesaro to Raw, which he hates. Does a great promo about it. Del Rio, Sheamus. And that's the end of the televised picks. Now, <laughs> yo, it's crazy. And then the off-air picks, you know, off-air picks, I'm, I'm not too mad at, though. I am, because why are the Dudley boys on Raw and not SmackDown feuding with American Alpha? Yeah, I don't know. They're going to be wasted on Raw. Why, why, uh, why are the Golden Truth on Raw and not feuding with American Alpha? Why are the Smackdown? Golden Truth in WWE? Well, I don't that's know. That's a whole other question. Look, look, Braun Strowman was separated. Bo Dallas, the Shining Stars. Alicia Fox is on Raw with Dana Brooke. Foxy. So your women's division consists of Paige, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. That is your division. Yeah. Five people. Five people. That's good. They only need two. They're only giving camera time I'm to two. I'm just saying, like, why? Maybe Paige. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but even Marie's on SmackDown. Son, can we can we just move them all over to Raw? Why couldn't we just thicken this division up? Yeah, they diluted the division. They and it. It, listen, I'm not against Bailey still being pulled up on Sunday and being Sasha Banks' and partner. If, if they do that, that may, that is the dumbest idea I've ever seen. Because she should have just been drafted. It, why, like it defies all everything that you just put together. You just defied everything by just pulling her up. Well, I think the draft, as good as it was for one night, and them treating it like a real promotion. And real sport is uh, is kind of like the new thing. And they're going to do, you know, like free agency. There's going to be free agency. When people move up from NXT, they're not going to be like, yo, you're on SmackDown, you're on Raw. They're going to say, no, you are getting drafted here. Or, excuse me, you're getting signed here, you're getting signed there. And we're going to see the GMs, like, sweet talk them, take them out to dinner, 
and, and they're going to compete for someone. Like when Nak moves up, everyone's going to be competing for Nakamura. Daniel yeah, Bryan's going to be like, hey, old buddy, Samoa Joe, all that stuff. You got to have a free agency period for that to make sense. Like you can't wait a week, like six days and just <laughs> bring Bailey in. She's an unsigned free agent. Let's talk about the ramifications. Of what She's Victor Cruz. What does this do to the NXT? Because now it's Oscar. Who is she feuding with? They just stripped everybody worth it. All this left are up and comers in NXT. Yeah. Peyton Royce, Tessa Blanchard, like nothing but up and comers. They drafted Carmella. Who was not ready. None of these women are and ready. And Carmella went to SmackDown. Enzo and Cass aren't even there. So, so I don't, I don't think it makes any sense to have Bailey left there with Oscar. No sense they, at all. If, to just be feuding with each other. Cause that's all they have left. And once Bailey, if, like if they, if Sasha pulls Bailey this week, it'll just, I'm just gonna throw my TV. <laughs> I have a big screen, so I can't throw it. Oscar's throw too good else. to be going against developmental chicks too. It's, man, this doesn't they make can't any even sense. go. Um, we didn't see Samoa Joe. We didn't see Nakamura. With no explanation, I don't even understand that. I'm assuming everyone in the title pictures for Brooklyn were just excluded. So couldn't they just say that? They really should have just said that. They said, hey, Samoa Joe's champ. He's ineligible. Nakamura just earned the number one contender. So he has to stay. Like, yeah. they could have done that. They, they did nothing. They gave no. us nothing. <laughs> uh, they were concentrated on other things, like making sure Stephanie McMahon had a raw dress on. This, this, this draft was stupid. <laughs> the, the more I'm going down the list, I'm just like, this, this draft was... We have to see how free agency plays out. I think that's going to be a huge portion of it. SmackDown is so thin. I think the NXT guys who do get called up eventually will be on SmackDown. Who's left? I think Samoa Joe, um, Bobby Roode, Austin Aries. And then nobody's uh, Joe's been there. Uh, no, no. Knock, Aries, Joe all eventually end up on SmackDown. And then there's nobody left on NXT. It's develop, develop new stars, sign new people. But They'll it's be a fine. touring brand now. Okay. A, sign Abushi. Sign, you know, <laughs> Sabre Jr. Like, you got to create new stars. Triple H knew what he signed up for. Did he? He did. He he signed up or to take a developmental. To try to figure out what the hell they're doing here. No, I'm pretty sure from the beginning he knew it was developmental. And when it's developmental, you're developing them to be taken. I, I just, it's like college football, yo. He, he he better be Urban Meyer. It's the turnaround is quick, but you got to keep drafting them. Like Calipari, you better get a bunch a bunch of blue chip stars. And every year you go out there to the selling trail and you have something to sell. The easiest way to make it to the main roster and immediately be a star is through me and through here. That sells. It just this this is just done. I just think that the draft was just a bad idea. <laughs> Splitting these brands up is just a bad idea. Because we're, we're going to see it when the ratings show up after a couple weeks. Because next week people are going to watch Raw, people are going to watch SmackDown. Give it about six weeks. Let's see who's watching what and when. Yeah, SmackDown. Once again, I don't think SmackDown is going to be worth my two hours. If I still have to go out and do something in my life, it's going to be on Tuesday nights. Yeah, because I'm not it. missing Wednesdays. Cruiserweight Classic and NXT. We got to cram all this in before the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's move on. Enough um, about the WWE. Oh, well, we got Battleground coming up. Battleground, yeah. So we have to preview Battleground. Um, it's like you said, it has no bearings on anything. Because a lot of these aren't setting up anything. People are on different brands now. You know the feuds aren't going to last that long. And they're probably not even going to last going into SummerSlam. What, we have one feud going into SummerSlam? Yeah. And we don't even know if you know that Shield feud is going to carry over. It might just be like two of the members. Yeah, I'm just looking at this and it's like, 
you're basically telling me by the draft order that Zach Ryder and Darren Young are both going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did you expect them to win beforehand? No, but it don't at least. Don't do you want Darren Young to be great? You're, you're trying do. to make Darren I Young think, great? What's the point if he loses to the Miz? Like, Hit the project, cross face chicken wing? Just don't project. They, like, they're projecting really hard what's going to happen to these guys by their draft positions. So, all right, let's talk about it because let's just talk about the title picture. All right, triple threat. Um, Ambrose, Reigns, Seth Rollins. I think this is how they split the titles up. Um, I think Roman Reigns is not going to immediately come back and just be handed a title. The crowd would go nuts. Did you hear how they booed him when they drafted him? Like, if you come back and put the title immediately on him again, Vince is going to get run out of whatever city they're in. Um, I think Roman Reigns has to lose this, and I think we see the double pin. I think we see Rollins and Ambrose both pin Roman Reigns at the same exact time and both get counted, and both of them are legitimately champion. And they're in two different promotions, and they take the belt. If you're right, that's so shitty and predictable. Like, I, I'm just struggling myself. I think Dean Ambrose should win this match clean. I, he just won clean. I doubt he, just, he does it twice. Because you can have a legit tournament on Raw for, the, for a new champion, right? And you can legitimize it because it's on your flagship show. And you can bring Give back it some time. the all-gold title belt and let Dean Ambrose keep a belt back on SmackDown. The double pin idea is just, it's been done so many times. We just did it on NXT. On NXT, yep. Like, to do it again is and to split the titles. And to, for, be, for that to be the way you split the titles, there's no closure. I like the way they did it with Corbin. It was Corbin, Joe, and Zayn. Yeah, but then they, they just kind of... Like, but with this, they just go their own separate ways. Like, you take a piece of title, I take a piece of title. I don't like that idea. Although I can't say I don't see it happen, I just don't like the idea. I, I don't know how else they split. I mean, the tournament, once again, you're investing a lot of time into another belt. You ain't got shit else to do. You really don't. You, you got, got three, three hours. hours to to <laughs> I'm just, uh, that's very true. You make a, a good case. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, very. their first solo match in the WWE. What do you expect? Uh, uh, like a double disqualification. Something to keep this thing going through SummerSlam for a ladder match. or They, or they some need kinda, something to grab from the ladder. Yeah, I know. One of them has to win a title, which they won't get from Rusev. So never mind. Forget I just said You that. know what's crazy? Street fight. Is ladder match, loser who doesn't grab the briefcase has to go to SmackDown. Yeah, that'd be nice, but it's not going to happen. Sami Zayn grabs a briefcase, sending Kevin Owens to SmackDown, where he should have been anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true, but it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, uh, I, think, I think some kind of something that leads them to a street fight, an unsanctioned street fight, because they they teased all this the end of the feud, and they still it's not going to be. Show. Yeah, it's not going to be the end of feud so by no means. Uh, they're Peter Griffin and the chicken, like it, it really is. Like their feud is forever going. Like as soon as you think it died out, they're just right back at it. Um, six man tag match: Cena, Enzo, Big Cass versus the Club. AJ should win this match. What? AJ just beat Cena. Beat him again. No. <laughs> no way. Beat him again. AJ doesn't take the pin, but the club, the one of the members of the club had to take the pin. No, have Cena has to win. Well, have AJ beat Enzo. Keep AJ strong. I think AJ just beat Enzo. Don't, don't weaken the club. Enzo and Big Cass are already as over as they can possibly be, so them taking the loss won't hurt them. And do something that keeps AJ and John Cena feuding into a two out of three falls match. Wait, at SummerSlam. Yeah, do that. I, I think care. AJ and the club has to lose. I think AJ 
has to blame the loss on the club and say he's glad to be going on his own way and he can beat Cena by himself. And that leads the club to look for a new leader in Finn Balor. You know, the, the, the worst thing about these guys separating is I really actually like to beat John Cena. Yo, that shit's <laughs> hilarious. Like, the hashtag is everywhere, too. Like, beat John Cena was, like, the best thing going. <laughs> just randomly I, yeah, everywhere. Just every week. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, the Miz and Darren Young. I don't care. I don't care either. I'd like to see Darren Young win it because I feel like all the promos are going to be wasted if he just loses to the Miz. I feel like the Miz is good with or without the title, so exactly. I don't know why he still has it. No. I mean, as long as he has Maurice, he's good, right? If you're gonna, if you're trying to position new stars, give Darren Young a run, um, like a Zack Ryder run. He'll lose like next week. Yep, Rusev versus Zack Ryder. Rusev will kill Zack Ryder, and that's how it should happen. Good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Zack Ryder is about to be a hype bro in a second. Ugh. Him and Mojo tag team scene versus American Alpha. Christ, the, the, yo, American Alpha is getting brought up to nothing. They're getting put in, like, it's like, they should just left him in NXT to feel with the Revival. If the Revival comes up, if the Revival drops the belts, Revival has to come up to SmackDown. Everyone who comes up has to go to SmackDown. Because you defeat the purpose of a draft, you just bring people up randomly at this point. You've got to have a free agency period. So you're... (sighs) You need to, like, around Royal Rumble should be a free agency period. Like, right after Royal Rumble. Or right after WrestleMania should be a free agency period. That's such a long wait. That's fine. Like, but you can't just, like, just don't... Diminish the fact that you had a draft, and it's, it basically means nothing if you just sign anybody after that. It just it doesn't make sense. Listen, you got to treat like baseball. Like those guys are now like the Dominican players. But do it like quarterly. Like pick two free agents quarterly. Like make the champ eligible. Some you got to do something. You got to do some. But this is <laughs> WWE. There's no logic. Anyway, no. moving on. If we gave him one more pick, they'd pick Ty Dillinger and still leave the champs down. Um, we have the Miz. We did that. The New Day versus the Wyatt family. Wyatt should win. Not at the compound. Wyatt should win this match. Yeah, belts aren't on the line. New yeah. Day has to lose sometime. Yeah, they got to lose sometime. And and th- they put an end to a few that really lost a lot of momentum with the New Day leasing. There's just, just, just nothing here anymore. Yeah. So let's just get it over with. Have have Bray pin Xavier and call it a night. And the New Day gets split up. Or excuse me, the, the, the Wyatt's, Wyatt's get split Strowman up. Strowman goes to Raw. Yep. Where he can choose to continue to feud with the New Day if he wants to. Find some new friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, him, exactly. the, the leader of something? I hope he can talk. I, there, it looks like they'll give him a push over there. It's going to be rough. I guess. Uh, Sasha Banks and To Be Determined versus Charla, Charlotte and Dana Brooke. So Charla. Your, is your pick, put, uh, the, your pick still Bailey for Sasha's tag team partner? It is. Um, at a certain point, I thought it was Asuka if she would have got drafted. I was pretty sure it was Asuka. But, no, at this point, it is Bailey. Because you can only have people jump her for so long. Like, now it's just ridiculous that Nia Jax made it before Bailey. That Carmella made it before Bailey. Like, if you watch Battleground, it was like their season finale. Bailey was, like, crushed. Uh, or it might have been, like, their WrestleMania weekend special or something. Bailey's crushed because everyone else gets called up after Mania. And Bailey's the last, like, horsewoman down there. And then Carmella's like, oh, it'll be okay, Bailey. And then Bailey's like, at this rate, you'll probably get called up before me. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. That shit came true. Yeah. I'm picking Nia Jax to be the secret partner. What? Yep. Nia Jax will be the secret partner and will turn on Sasha after the match. Oh, that'd be great. Because I figured you got to establish her as a monster heel, and we haven't really done that yet. Like, she hasn't been established as anything. She's just coming over. They had her crying. She looks like a face. 
you need somebody to e even the odds, bring in Nia Jax. She's on the roster. Just don't leave Bailey where she's at now. You already ruined her once. Like, let her feud with Asuka. Bring her up another time. You missed, you missed the boat on this one. I do like your idea way better than mine. That's amazing. Yeah, just I mean, have Nia just beat the hell out of her. Yeah. You got to well. start one of these women to be a part of this and, and feud with somebody because we know Sasha and Charlotte are going to feud at SummerSlam. Exactly. So maybe somehow Nia, Nia factors, just, yeah, just she factors into this. I don't know. Charlotte's just developing a crew? Maybe. Maybe. Or just Nia's like a, a lone soldier who just wants the title. And just wants to beat up anybody that's Josh is in her way. All right. Well, I like it. Makes sense. Um, that's pretty much it for wrestling that we have to talk about. Well, except for uh, the G1 Climax. G1 Climax. And the CWC, which we should touch well, on very briefly. Yeah, CWC was a great, great production. Um, made Abushi look like a star. Hey, Abushi made that the, the dude he wrestled look like a star. The dude he, he wrestled almost killed himself. <laughs> or trying to, well, like, yeah. a front flip over the ropes. He tried that tope and almost died. It wasn't even a normal tope. I was like, what are you doing? I don't know. His foot got caught like twice and then it just tucked and rolled. I called it like three things. I was like, oh, Meteora, no suicide. Tope. No, just he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. He, just, he essentially fucked up. Uh, but no, Abushi just put on a show, but everyone did. Cedric Alexander looked phenomenal. Looked great. Um, he didn't even get an awful lot of his offense. No, but I mean, I'm just talking about the weight he lost. Like, this dude looks like a star all of a sudden. Yeah. The mu Like, I feel like. The music is dope. I feel like there's a lot more to Cedric and Abushi than Cedric just getting rolled over by Abushi this week. We'll see you in a couple of days by the time you guys listen to the show. No, that's a few weeks away. I, I, I think there's just going to be a lot more to it. There might be a, a significant push in there for Cedric Alexander. Yeah, he has legit music. They're not going to create legit music for someone they're getting rid of. No. He, this guy's getting signed. But the rest of it was good. Grand, Grand Metallic losing his mask. That was kind of funny. That was funny. They had um, to cut away. Cut yeah. away. Daniel Bryan has actually proven to be a great commentator and a great voice in wrestling because he sounds authentic. Yeah. Like, he makes sense out of things that average wrestling people are just like, eh. And then he'll, like, explain it. And then it's like, oh, okay. Him and Mario are a great, great team. Yeah, I heard someone today talk about he discusses and commentates on wrestling like it's a real sport. Yeah. He does it. It's he like you'll, it right. get, you'll get lost and not remember that it's scripted or fake. Because yeah. he actually treats it like a real sport. Daniel um, Bryan was great. We actually, you know, new commentary teams for Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Corey Graves is on Raw now. Uh, JBL moves over to SmackDown with Morrow. Good for Corey, man. Corey's good. Corey is good. Um, David Atunga is randomly on, like, SmackDown or something. Well, just ruin that show. Yeah. <laughs> but, he's yeah, he's part of the announce team. But Morrow will carry them, him and JBL. And then Raw, you know, that's cool. Michael Cole and Graves. Michael Cole's such a pain in the ass. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about G1 real quick. Uh, G1, I the A block, you know, I didn't have high hopes for it necessarily. But looking through it and, and watching the matches, I thought they were really good. Tenzin and Ishii was good. Um, I know you like the Ishii match. You well, love the Ishii. Like Ishii. Yeah. I, like, I like the style. Um, Tama is a guy who, if you guys are watching, he looks like he could have been a Uso brother. He looks like he deserves a push, but he's given us nothing no. for the last year. And I thought he'd you know, do well going into this one. Took the early L. Yeah, if you if you guys are going to – we're going to move through this quick because if you guys want to watch, go watch the Sonata and Tanahashi match because that was phenomenal. Um, I'm sorry to spoil it for you, but Tanahashi lost. <laughs> and <laughs> – I, I mean, you should have watched it by now. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is way too much G1 climax for me to not give any spoilers here. And Okada losing to Mara Fuji was a shocker to me. Crazy. Uh, I mean, Fuji came over. It, that's the underdog story. 
Well, I mean, Mara Fuji's a champ. I think the thing is, is the OG just OG'd Okada. Yeah. If you watch the match. <laughs> it's old man game. Yeah. If you watch the match, Okada didn't get a lot of his shit in. He it was, was a ton of reverse. He was basically outsmarted by the OG. Yeah. And Mara It's Fuji like the old man went. on the hey. basketball court. You try to play pickup, and you know he got the long white socks on with the two yellow stripes on the socks. That guy can ball, and he got he got old man game. So two your aces just lost in the yep. A block on the first. Tanahashi looked great in the loss though. Yeah, he sold the bicep like a million bucks. I can't yep. tell if this dude's arm is really. Is he really injured? I mean, he was really yeah, injured. He was, but we don't know to yeah, what degree. I really don't know. That's that's good work right there. Definitely is. Um. So yeah, I mean, great matches. Something all wrestling fans should definitely check out. But now we gotta talk UFC, and we have to talk about a wrestler in the UFC. Brock Lesnar. We're so happy and just rejoicing, and he was the bright spot of UFC 200. He actually won, and then everything comes crashing down. Two for two and failed drug tests. Out of competition, in competition. Four supposedly the same Same thing. thing. And it's said that it's the same thing John Jones failed his test for, which is an estrogen blocker. Um, there's other reports, though, that said it was albuterol, so... We don't, we don't know. what. All we know is he got flagged twice yeah. in and out of competition. And it shows a big flaw in the drug testing system that John Jones got pulled and Brock Lesnar did not. Because Different days. I mean. My point is this. If he was using, what if Mark Hunt got, Mark Hunt got seriously hurt against Brock Lesnar? He should have been pulled. Like, these results but should come it back takes, immediately. Yeah, but it doesn't happen. That's they, the problem. What's the point in testing? If you test and he tests positive, and he kills somebody, he's already dead. You can't bring it back to life. True, but they test so many people. When you go to like a place like USADA and you go to the best, one of the best drug testing organizations in the world, you're not the only clients they have. It's not WWE. It's not independent testing. But you can put a rush on results. The commission has the leverage to do that. And if you have For a, every fight? You have, you have to. If, if, otherwise, drug testing is a joke. Like That's rough. Gonna, That's if, a tall order. If you're going to test somebody, if you're going to pull John Jones three days before because he can't fight because he's using PEDs, but Brock Lesnar can, you have a flawed system. Like you have to find another way to do it because there's just no – it doesn't make sense. Like, if I'm if – I, like Mark Hunt said, he's like, well, dude, I should have his purse. I just found somebody on PEDs. Yeah. Like what is the consequence if somebody gets hurt? I'm not saying somebody's going to die. It's MMA. And like people haven't died, but but I mean, we just saw Michael Page kill Santos for all purposes. We can put a knee through his head. Right. Like what if he was forehead. on PEDs? Right. Yeah. Like that's some real shit. Like he crushed his skull. So you tell Cyborg, yeah, well, we tested him three days before <laughs> the fight, but we didn't get the results back. So your skull's already caved in. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Flawed drug testing. It's yeah. A Michael Page did that shit. To our knowledge, completely off PEDs. That guy's a ninja. And then he went all Pokemon on his ass. <laughs> he caught him with a Pokeball. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> he was straight Ash Ketchum. Oh, my God. Dude's, that dude needs to step up in competition. Something. Why? He's, he's like 30-something, too. They need to, like, push him. Like he's, but they push the old geezers instead because that's the Bellator way. I mean, he's unbeaten. He's 11-0. He's finished every fight but one within the distance. He needs to step up. And now he's a star. And now he's got a, a brutal highlight reel finish. Back to Lesnar. Do we see him in the UFC ever again? No. No, no, no. He took, he took the one cash out. He made it worth it. Um, you can't take away the win. Like, people saw it with their eyes. So, in his mind, he can still do it. Regardless. Like, you know, juice or not. Maybe he juiced the entire time. 
it is what it is. He just needed to prove that he can go in there and beat another man by hook or by crook. Now he he's out by crook. So he's out. John Jones is facing a two-year suspension. Yes. Chad Mendes just got hit just with got two years. Two years. Uh, it's not looking good for John Jones if Chad is getting hit with the two. Yes, John, he needs to start, I'm telling you, start rummaging through those supplements. Find one that's fucked up. You got to, you have. Well, he has to find an estrogen blocker in a supplement. He's signed by the supplement company. Yo, y'all better put some shit in this. Like backdate it. We'll take half off of the uh, half out of the container and be like, "Yo, I took this." I'm just saying, like an estrogen blocker. It's like it looks real shady. The estrogen just, there's blocker. There's nothing you can put in your protein powder. No. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there's not, no reason to have an estrogen and he's blocker. And adamant. He's on Twitter. Like, yeah, I'm positive. I'm. Went back to training name. yesterday. Like, like John, what are you training for? Sit your ass down. <laughs> like, sit what down. exactly are you training? He's just, he's just man. I don't. Idiot. Um, so, okay, so these guys just got busted. So Brock Lesnar is going to be on the shelf. John Jones should be on the shelf. And the UFC is under new management soon with the, the recent purchase. For, they just bought this company for $4 billion. They got a bunch of drug heads. That's it. They got one star. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, they better hope Connor doesn't get injured, doesn't pop for a test, nothing, because he's it. The entire company is on his back because who else is selling pay-per-views right now? Nobody. Like, the Fertitas got out at the right time. Look, the Fertitas might see Atlanta, no one knows UFC Atlanta's going on. No. 201? Nobody cares. No one cares. Um, but the Fertitas are like, we ain't got to deal with this anymore. Sorry, Stealing Dana. money. Yeah. yeah. Like, sorry, Dana, you're going to have to deal with the babysitting, but this is rough. It's not good. They need new stars. Um, it's as bad as when GSP retired, right? Pretty much. At, at this point, you don't have star power. Even if Rumble knocks DC's face off whenever they fight, Rumble's kind of quiet. Like, he's not going to be a star. No, nah, you got... Ronda may never return. She's probably going to be off having babies. You got a lot to, to deal with at this point, um, which leads us to UFC on Fox this weekend. Yeah, um, someone they tried to push as a star until she lost, Holly Holm. Against uh, Valentina Shevchenko in a match between two kickboxers. This should be fun. Great promo they cut for that. I didn't uh, even watch it. Yet. It's on their Twitter. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, have they have the full uh, show coming on today or tomorrow, depending on when you hear this. Um, yeah, so it it looks good. It got my attention, but do people care? Um, for these, a Fox card, this is gonna might be a tough sell. Yeah, uh, I like when it's on Fox, but usually they have bigger names. I mean, Holly Holm, former champion. The Barbosa Gilbert Melendez fight I'm looking forward to. That's going to be good. Barbosa, um, he had a nice win last time. And then after that, it's just like, oh, man, all right. Felice Herrig and Kaylin Curran. Felice like, needs this, by the way. Yeah. It, Felice, she's about to be permanently on American Ninja Warrior. It's not It's not a, a, a really stacked card. Um, I'm just most looking forward to Barbosa and Melendez fight and seeing how Holly Holm looks to see if she should get back into the title picture. Cause, of again, course. Shevchenko is no easy out. No, but Holly was up 3-1, possibly 4-1, before she got choked out. Choked out to a woman that, she got choked out to the woman who got blasted in the first round by Amanda Nunez. Frank Edgar lost and was dominated. He was dominated by a man who was knocked out in 13 seconds. He didn't get Styles make fights. I'm just saying, Styles do make fights, but Holly Holmes got a lot to prove. Counterpuncher, it's a whole different world when someone blitzes. You know, someone else, and that's not Holly's game. So she tried to counterpunch for five rounds and got caught. I'm just saying, you're fighting. Should have blitzed her. Like, Holly Holm took advantage of Ronda Rousey's deficiencies in kickboxing. Now she's fighting a legit kickboxer in Shevchenko. 
good luck. It's not going to be easy. No, no, definitely not. And she not. could look bad in this fight. She could. She's it, looked, she look, I, I'm going to say it again. She looked bad against Rocky Pennington. She's, she's going to try to, you know, outpoint her. That's not good. It's going to be like a kickboxing match, like Cobra Kai Dojo. <laughs> That's <laughs> not good. Guy holding up little flags every time you score a point. Anything else we got to talk about with, with MMA? Um, no, we talked about, you know, the skull-crushing knee and the Pokemon celebration. That's pretty much the world of MMA. And you know what? The UFC is sold, like we touched on. <laughs> $4 billion. $4 billion. We, they got up out of here at the right time. Cashed out. And the Fertitta's like, yo, we're good. We're going to go back up, watch our kids play at Bishop Gorman High School, relax, run the newly acquired Palms, and just stack money. I wouldn't be surprised... To see them flip that money though and buy a property on the strip. Or buy the Raiders. <laughs> Yo, he was talking about it. The yeah, yeah. He's talking about, you know, putting up that money. You can literally Jerry Jones it off a straight profit. Jerry built Jerry World and he doesn't have to answer to the city. He doesn't have to answer to anyone. The Fertitas could build the field for the Raiders and not have to answer to anyone. That's true. And you can have a stadium UFC show. Just off the strength of yo, Dana. Thank you know. Yeah, here, here's giving back. You want to put Connor in the stadium? Yeah, it's not in Ireland. It's here. That's crazy. Well, a lot of lot of options, and it's all profit. You do whatever you want when it's all profit. It's true. It feels good to not have that much to talk about in MMA this week. Oh, it's great. Usually because we're just <laughs> blasted. And uh, next week we'll talk about the Robbie Lawler fight, UFC 201. True indeed. And make sure people know about that. Um, right now, though, we're going to take a break. We're chilling. People are here in the fight shop because Virgil is signing autographs right next to us. Everyone's watching the show. We're going to take a quick break, get something to drink. You guys stay tuned because when we come back, we're talking boxing and some other craziness went down that I want to talk about. Yeah, sure. Low fantasy book it. <laughs> stay tuned. What up, everybody? This is Kel Dansby, one half of the Corner Podcast, and I'm here to tell you to check out the Las Vegas Fight Shop at the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino right here in Las Vegas. Check it out. Whether you're here for a fight, for wrestling, for gambling, maybe you just want to hit the clubs like Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. Whatever your thing is, make sure you take a stop at the Las Vegas Fight Shop. They got everything. You need a gi for training? They got it. Need boxing gloves? They have it here. Just want some dope wrestling merch? They got it here. Check out my shirt collection. This is where I shop. Remember, the Las Vegas Fight Shop at the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino. Next time you're in Vegas, check it out. All right, what's up, everybody? We are back. Thank you for staying through the break. Once again, we're here at the Las Vegas Fight Shop. Virgil is in signing autographs now. Telling stories. Yes, he's not on a show because he tried to charge us that fuck money. So $100 to be. Yeah, yeah, so we had to turn him down for the follow-up of uh, our last episode with Virgil. You guys can go back and listen to that, though, um, if you find our greatest segments show from around Christmas time. You'll hear it on there. That yeah. shit is insane. And he's telling uh, more stories like that now. Yeah, so, I, all I hear is him talking about Ric Flair and his headboard. And yeah, he was banging chicks in Ric Flair's car. Some wild shit. Anyway. I posted a mini, <laughs> mini video on my Twitter. You guys could uh, go check that out. Uh, he's still same old Virgil. I don't know if he still has an Olive Garden with midgets, though. Oh, God. We got to ask him this off air. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about, before we get into boxing, yo, Kim K outed Taylor Swift. I know you're a busy man. You had to have seen this, though. I saw it, and then I just didn't care. And then because there was a lot of people that were like up in their arms about it, like, oh, Taylor's a liar. So, yeah, so they talked 
I don't think Taylor gave Kanye the green light to call her a bitch, <laughs> but they talked about it for sure. But Kim K was That's dirty though. Just taking the video, just blasting it, like that's dirty tactics, yo. Why did she wait so long? Is my only question. It's very true. The video came out what, two weeks ago? Yeah, do it when it's relevant. Like don't do it when it's irrelevant. And like I mean people care, but not that much. I don't know. That's your girl. Yeah. <laughs> but like we always do on the show when there's beef, we gotta do who would win in the octagon? Taylor Swift or Kim K? And this is like current Kim K, not when she actually had a natural body Kim K. Go ahead, make your pick. <laughs> I'm going with Taylor Swift in the upset. I think she got a little uh, Joanna in her. She's yeah. used to like getting her heart broken and shit. You got to be a fighter if you get your heart broken by that many men. Kim K doesn't seem like a fighter at all to me. Kim K looks like a kept girl. And has been kept for a <laughs> long time, so she's never been in a real squad. So I think that Taylor Swift has, has thrown down a time or two back in her day. Yeah. She got that, you know, that down, how, down home country... Ass kicking, that blue collar ass kicking. Yeah, she got in some fights. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Kim K's ever been in a fight. No, no, no. Chloe I mean, handles the work. Yeah, but even she, I don't think has really been in a fight. Chloe, Chloe wears cornrows. You wear cornrows. You've been in a fight. She wears them as a fashion statement. She don't wear them as I'm, a thug. <laughs> Yo, fuck I'm that family. You. That whole family. <laughs> come on, for real. Nah, she look like she got the Queen Latifah joint. Off set of it TV. off. That's what I'm just saying. Like there ain't no real thug life. Like. I think Taylor Swift might have a little bit of. I don't think she's a great scrapper, but I'm just saying that she looks like she might have been. She's just she didn't. She wasn't born into money, like the Kardashian family was. Yo, I forgot to ask you, and I haven't even talked to you about the honors awards with the ladies, the hip hop honors. We haven't talked about it at all. It wasn't in our show rundown or anything. And I know, I know you got something to say about this. Play Nintendo with C's at Alamo. <laughs> Yo. If you're gonna Yo, be genius, a, has to change those lyrics. By the way, if you're gonna be on an honor show, paying homage to a, a late great rapper, correct. First of all, you're why in New they York. get him? Why you get rich homie Quantum? They, all people. Did nobody else pick somebody, up the phone? Yeah, somebody from New York that might know this. Any one of the ASAP people. And if you don't know the lyrics to get money, you should be fired. You should have your <laughs> rapping license revoked. Like, there's no way you should not know the lyrics to get money. Everybody knows the lyrics to get money. Easy. And and then on top of that, little Kim forgot it. damn near half of the shit that she was supposed to rap. Kim looks like a completely different person. Yo, I didn't know who Kim was when she yo, came out. Yo. I was like, yo, who the fuck is you this? You saw him at Mayweather Jim during the Mayweather fight. During like his uh the circus tent open workouts. The circus like, is right, because that's like, exactly what Kim, Kim like, like One, she's lighter than Steph Curry. She's completely team light skinned now. And then her whole face looks different. She looks like Tamar Braxton. She was worse than Tamar. Like, she got plastic surgery before plastic surgery was, like, really cool. Oh, before the Dr. Miami. So, like, a lot of the, the, the like, her ass and everything looks really bad. In her face, she looks like a cat. She looks like she got carrot tops plastic surgery. But <laughs> back to the honors, man. The real stretchy face. Man, I was so disappointed to see, like, Rich Homie Quan up there and just completely blow it. And then Kim forgetting her lyrics. I'm just like. What was the point of this? And then it's what's really confusing is you have Little Kim perform first, right? And she talks about, you know, bitches and all this shit. And then Queen Latifah's talking about unity in the yeah. next performance. <laughs> so every woman at home is like mad confused, like, am I supposed to be a bitch? Or, is it, or are you not supposed to call me a bitch? Because you and I, T.Y. was about who you calling a bitch. Yeah. And, Queen, and Little Kim's calling herself a bitch. I'm confused. <laughs> this was a horrible setup. That's the 90s. That's, yeah. This is women in the 90s. So, But overall, the show was good aside from that. Like, but... Play Nintendo with C's at Alamo. 
Did you see the the image that somebody made? Nah. Which one? Yo, Twitter wrecked him. There's an image of Lil C's holding up two Nintendo controllers at the Alamo Rent a Car place. (laughs) (laughs) It's just unbelievable. Photoshopper's undefeated. I have to pull it up. I've got to pull this thing. If you haven't seen it by now, I don't know why, but it's just so ridiculous. Yo, I couldn't believe he messed up. I was like, again? This is worse than Lupe. It's messing up. Yeah, this like beats out Lupe. Like this was this was the worst of It's Biggie. How don't, don't you know Biggie? No, you you don't mess up Biggie lyrics, man. <laughs> and there's, uh, there's no like excuse. Like nobody can sit there and say, you know what? That's that's okay. You could do that. Here's the picture. Oh, yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> in in the juicy shirt. What what made Rich Homie Quan think that he plays Nintendo with little C's at the Alamo Rental Car place? Yo, what? I don't even know where Rich Homie Quan is from. He's Atlanta. from down south. I believe he's from Atlanta. He has to be my age, though, so there's no excuse. There's just no excuse to not know the lyrics to get money. None. <laughs> None. I'm so disappointed. To do that, you might as well have bought out Young Thug and just had him, like, for the perimeter. Like, just go crazy voice. Yeah, something. Over it. Like, you're going to wreck it. Wreck it all the way. No, my goodness. Because, oh, man, Big is somewhere just like, yo, Really? New York fell off this much. Big is rolling over. What's Jada doing? Where's Fab? Like anybody? Look at that Diddy do it. He was there. Puff know all that shit. <laughs> shit. Yo, I'm telling uh. you, they, it's just horrible, horrible, horrible. And Faith introduced Lil Kim, which is the most awkward shit in the world, by the way. Yeah. And why does Kim have Biggie's son? Did you see Lil Kim's son had the lazy eye like Biggie? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like like she froze the sperm? Like she channeled the ghost of Biggie yeah. into her into her womb and gave birth to a Biggie baby. Because the lazy eye is, is prevalent. I'm not going to out myself in my youthful single days, but Brooklyn girls are crazy. So you, <laughs> you never know. She could have just saved it. It was like, yo, in the future, I'm having Biggie's baby. All of this was odd. Anyway. Yeah, I'm telling you. Brooklyn girls. You never know what Brooklyn girls get up to. Mm. Let's talk about boxing. Um... <laughs> Just more stupid shit. Uh, Adrian Broner, yeah. 30 days in the slammer. For not showing up to a mandated court appearance based off of the, what happened in January where he robbed dude of his own money that he gambled off outside of the the, uh, the Cincinnati bowling alley. He deserves it. I, I, I can't ever feel bad for this guy. <laughs> he wants to vote for Donald Trump. He should have took whatever offer they gave him for the Pacquiao fight. He should have took the Pacquiao money. Because where he, is he earning money from? I don't know. At this point, I don't know what, what you do with Adrian Broner. He's just uh, he's a legitimate liability. Thank God he's not in the UFC in like some high-profile fight where he's getting pulled like John <laughs> Jones. But him and John Jones are almost the same path. Yo, I mean, it, it'd be John very Jones fitting is, in the UFC. John Jones is a way better fighter. but <laughs> just, A little more worth it with John yeah, Jones. Yeah, uh, Adrian Broner's just stupid. Man. Oh, man. I, I don't know how he's going to hold up in prison. He likes to eat too much. He gets a little portly. You see, you see his mugshot? Yeah. He's out here looking like he's 190. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely gained a lot of weight. The face is the first thing to get chubby, too. Yeah. So he, he looks like he's far away from fighting. This can't help. He Not might come know. out. He might be the opposite of Gucci Mane. Yeah. He come out, like, with the Gucci belly. Whatever Gucci lost to get the six-pack, he's going to pack it on in jail. Yeah, whatever supplements Gucci is taking, y'all better figure that out. <laughs> he's, that, he's not that on that John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Something went left. Um, so we had Broner. What else did we have in the boxing world? Deontay Wilder killed went out Chris there, Ariola. killed Ariola. Damn, I thought he was going to stop in the fourth. I was like, yeah, my prediction came true. KO in the fourth. Couldn't get him out of there. Led to him breaking his hand and tearing his bicep, though. 
sidelines until next year, so any hope of a Joshua fight was probably wouldn't happen until next year. I was about anyway. to say, do we think he was taking the Joshua Absolutely fight before not. then? Like, like, we still see what happens with Fury and Klitschko, so. I mean, but, you know, he made his check. Unfortunately, you know, he had to go through the whole Povetkin ordeal and yep. got the Gary Did he get fight. the belt? Yeah, he got the belt. Well, okay. What yeah. happened? Povetkin had the belt. I, I don't know. That shit up in the air? It got to be up in the air. It's sad. Like, I I cover this shit for a living. I just I There's don't too care. many belts. I can't even blame you for that. Like, check ring next time you write or something. Just click over and let me know. Like, yo, what happened to that belt? I don't even know. No one's going to fight Povetkin now. They think he's a juicer. Yeah, exactly. Who wants – I mean, especially the heavyweight division. It's like, who wants that check that bad? It's yeah. a guy that nobody knows. Someone just bought a Virgil autograph. Congratulations. For their daughter. Their daughter's like five. Yo, that's so bananas. Okay. Two of them. Oh. Any, okay, I'm sidetracked. Uh, so, uh, this weekend we have a fight. We're both going to be at the fight covering the fight. Yeah. A lot skip, of people don't even know I had to skip Comic-Con for this. That's a damn shame. Yeah, I was going to go to Comic-Con. I was actually going to go yesterday and then drive back Saturday. But it, just, it was just too much of a headache, and I was like, eh, maybe I'll just go to Comic-Con Sunday and just catch the tail end of it. But, yes, this weekend we have Terrence Crawford versus Victor Postal. Battle of the two best 140-pounders in the world, both fighting for a belt. A fight that most people have complained we don't get to see often in boxing where a number one fights a number one. The two best guys fight each other. But nobody cares because well, they put it on pay-per-view. They had no choice. Unfortunately, HBO didn't have the budget to make this fight happen on HBO television. So in order for it to Do happen... Do they think they're going to recoup money by making it a pay-per-view? They will make enough money to break even and keep Terrence Crawford happy. And that's all Bob Arum needs to do at this point. Unless Terrence Crawford loses, it changes everything. Crawford wanted to fight three times this year. He wants to fight now, and he wanted to fight in November, which lines him up for the Manny Pacquiao fight if he wins. But this isn't just a conceivably winnable fight for Crawford. This is a tough fight. No, it's definitely tough. Um, well, even though Crawford looked amazing his last fight. Yeah. So I'm not counting him out by any means. But, yeah, it's not going to be easy. This is one where you got to be a smart boxer and not just, you know, a brawler. He can't open up like he did in his last fight. Uh, it's, it's going to be great. And the people who do see it, however you may see it, uh, <laughs> Thievery. <laughs> I'm not endorsing that. I just know. No. What's yes. Happen. Yes. Yes. Uh, what? What is this streaming people speak of? I've yeah. never, never heard of it. Never in my life. You get my sixty dollars all the time. Uh, sports. So, yeah. I mean, we'll watch it. We'll be at the fights. Uh, Crawford, like you said, lines himself up. And Postal, you know, with a crazy win, he might line himself up for that Pacquiao fight. Oh, he definitely does. I mean, Victor Postal. The, the funny thing is, he's trained by Freddie Roach as well, and. Since getting with Freddie Roche, Postal is not known as a finisher, but he knocked out Lucas Batiste and he knocked out Selig Aydin. In two out of his last three fights, he scored a knockout. So something Freddie's doing has changed Victor Postal. He's tall. He's got a long jab. He definitely move up from 140. I talked to him the other day. He said he, he's interested in moving to 147, wherever the money's at. But this could be a big breakout performance for him and line him up for the Manny Pacquiao fight. And, and either way... Well, if Manny Pacquiao's really returning, because we don't know what's going on. No, Bob Aaron's adamant that it's November 5th here in Vegas. Sooner or later, someone's going to tell him, like, yo, Manny, we need more money. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. But she's going to say, but don't box, Manny. And Manny's going to have to box, Jinky. This is all I do. <laughs> and they're just going to have to fight. But 
but th this is this is a great fight that people shouldn't miss. But I get it if you're not going to pay to watch it. I get it. Yeah. You know, even though Oscar Valdez is on the card and he's a great fighter. Listen, if you don't want to pay, that's cool. Watch it next weekend for free on HBO. Find, yeah, find a way to watch this fight. Yeah. This is going to be a Just great fight. Just wait a week. My grandma does that shit all the time. She refuses to pay for pay-per-views unless <laughs> I buy it for her. And next, yeah, she'll just wait until the following week and watch it for free. Yeah. This, I mean, I'm picking Terrence Crawford to win this fight. I think he has completely mastered the art of adjusting mid-fight to anybody's game plan. We saw him do it against Gamboa. We saw him make small adjustments against Hammer and Hank Lundy. Um, he doesn't have the resume that Postal has. Even though Postal doesn't have a great resume either. Matisse and Gamboa are kind of interchangeable. I think Matisse probably is the better fighter. But... I think Crawford, he's he's on his way to being the best fighter in B that's not Gennady Golovkin. Is he moving up that pound for pound? Yeah, I think I think if he if he handles his business, he moves up. I think he's maybe like he cleared out a division, right? Well, like I mean, this, effectively with this. Yeah, I mean he can go up to 147 and, and you know take a look at guys like Jesse Vargas and and a lot of those guys. Top rank just doesn't have a whole lot for him to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this, it's not a star-making performance because nobody's going to see it. You can't make a star of somebody that nobody sees. <laughs> but he's a great – and he's done himself no favors because he doesn't say anything in his interviews. I have not interviewed him. Um, you had yeah, and it was the bad. opportunity to interview him. and It was bad. I'll just be frank. And I like Bud. Like, Terrence Crawford's a great fighter, but he, you could tell he doesn't like doing interviews. And he just gives, like, one-word answers. And this is why it's his first fight in Vegas. Yeah, it's, well, no, it's not. He fought in Vegas. He fought the Hard Rock years ago. Really? I was ringside for it. I remember it. So and it's headlining. His, his first, first pay-per-view headlining here in Vegas. It's cheap for him to do it. It's cheap for the site fees are cheap. Pay-per-view is cheap. They, but usually they send him home. Yeah, well, they send him home to Omaha, but they, what, they got, they're not going to sell pay-per-views out of Omaha. At least the oh, allure God, no. of Vegas looks like something. Huh? No one's coming in for the fight. You met anyone know. that flew in for this fight? Um, There's a few people that are coming in from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> making that drive because it's going to be a good fight. If you're a boxing fan, this is a great fight. No, if, definitely. If you're a casual fan, fuck it. You're not going to watch this not fight. For, not on pay-per-view. Not for 60. Not for 30. Not for 20. Not for 10. <laughs> you want to watch this on HBO for free. <laughs> so they put this on the WWE Network. That, I'm just saying, like... You're Some, spending that $10. So they have to figure this out because this is too good of a fight for people to miss and everybody's going to miss it. No, I definitely agree. Um, that wraps up our fight talk for this week. We're coming back next week with another show for you guys, just like all the time. I'm going to come over here. Before we break everything down, I'm going to ask Virgil, try to you know chop it up with Virgil, see if we get like some funny videos or something. You never know. Everybody, we got Virgil here for a couple minutes. He's taking some time out from signing autographs and you know talking to the people. Thank you for uh, hopping on with us, Virgil. Okay, man, no big, no big deal, man. It's great to see you here in the flesh, looking okay. like a living legend. Okay, looking like a legend, feeling like a legend, but get a little cranks and aches that hit you here and there. But you got to just run it off, man. Really, it looked like you still got yeah, it, Virgil. Oh, I still, I still can roll, baby. <laughs> Yo, you know uh -huh. what? We were recording our show, but we heard uh -huh. you talk a little bit about a story about Ric Flair. Oh yeah, Flair's a cool guy, man. One of the best guys out, bro. One, yeah. one of the great, great, great workers. One of the best. Okay, and that's why he could still go and rock. A building still, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's still on and TV. They still want to hear, woo! <laughs> yeah, they still like it, right? Yeah, they still love it. Yeah. People go crazy. You yeah. know, his daughter doing well. Everything. Oh, yeah, she's doing very, very good. You know what I mean? Not, very I, good. I know, listen, you were you were there for the glory days of yeah. Flair and the, in the road days. Yeah. You guys used to roll together on the road a little bit? Uh, not really, because uh, 
my first six years, man, me and Ted had a whole program. It was 24-7. It was like limos, okay? Lear jets, okay? And every time we went to the ring, 15,000 set up to the fans. Every WrestleMania, 50,000 get rained. You know what I mean? That's crazy. That's great. <laughs> that's good that's, money. That's good money, right. So you're going to come to Madison Square Garden, or you're going to come to the Great Western Forum, or you're going to come to San Diego, or you're going to come to um, the um, in Baltimore, what's called the Baltimore Arena, or you're going to come to Chicago, or you're going to come to uh, Willing, West Virginia, or even Butte, Montana. You see it, right? Yeah. So roll with it, baby. What's your favorite arena? What is your like favorite Brother, there's nothing, favorite spot? There's nothing that can do anything. The garden, Madison Square. Mm. Madison Square is you can make Madison Square, bro. You can make anything, right? So you're in Vegas today. Uh, what's your favorite? You've been to Vegas a few times. Oh, I've been to Vegas thousands of times, man. Cause we used to wrestle in uh, the Running Rebels. What's that? The, Thomas uh, and Mack. Thomas Mack, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and then we have WrestleMania at Caesar's, Caesar's Palace. Palace, right? Yep. Okay. Right in the the whole um, what's he called that thing they have right there? It's like uh, it's not the parking area. It's like like right in the it's like the, the opening, big open the area. Big open, yeah, like, the first like, outdoor one. Will you come? Will you come right in and see your palace, man? Yeah. What's your yeah. favorite memory about being out here in Vegas? Oh man, it, there's so many, man. Like. I think one of the most favorite memories is taking a picture with the Running Rebels, 1991. <laughs> Larry Johnson in there. With Larry Johnson. Stacey I seen like, yeah, Stacy Ogman when they won the they won the national championship. Huh? Mm-hmm. The whole I had the whole squad where he took a picture, man. Man. I man. ran into Larry Johnson like about maybe about a year ago. Really? How'd yeah. that go? I still look good, man. You man. I I asked him like um about. Stacy Ogman, you know, uh-huh. and um, he said he haven't seen him in a while. And there was one more guy. Remember the other? I think the other guy was the MVP on that team right there. Well, you had for Greg that Anthony. one game. You had Greg yeah. Anthony okay. there. Yeah, but he ended up being like a um, uh, thing with ESPN, wasn't he? Greg he, was, he played he for a yeah. while and he did analyst okay. work. Yeah. Right. Okay, there was one more. One uh, more. Like Anderson Garth. Hunt. Anderson Hunt. That was him, man. Mm-hmm. I never. I mean, I messed. Whatever happened to Anderson Hunt? Because he was the MVP in the game, the championship game. Yeah, Anderson Hunt yeah. was the man. Yeah, but I never knew what happened to him. Yeah, you know man. Nah, I, Have I you? Remember. Never heard. I mean, that, like, I don't know. Did he, did he even get drafted in the NBA? There's like a lot of people like that in a lot of sports. What wrestler do you think? You know, you you've seen a lot of stuff, especially like you know, 80s, 90s. What wrestler? Have you seen that you're like, man, this guy's a star, but he never really like made it. Never, never got to that top tier um, level. I, I seen some guys come in that never got to that level, but I seen guys come with great bodies that got to that level. Like Paul Roma, great body, and he got to that level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, I can't remember a couple of these guys' names. They had the look, but never got to that level. You know what I mean? So I forgot really what the names were. You know what I mean? But when you remember the names. They got to that level. Yeah. Who's your favorite now? Like current wrestler? Not being current, like um, the guys that are, are great. Was still one of my, my, my good friends, Undertaker. Oh Undertaker yeah. One of my friends, man. You yeah, man. And he got to that level. Yeah. <laughs> and and Brock 
is one of my friends. He got to that level. Good guys, man. What do you think about all the Brock stuff? You know, I mean, going to UFC good. 200. He's and, good, man. He's good. You I hear mean, about, like, the test and everything. What do you, what do you think he, that does for Brock? I mean, he, he passed all those tests. And he, and he rocked him, and he came in and rocked him in, in WWE, and he rocked him in UFC. UFC. Well, he actually failed the test uh, yeah. just a couple days ago. Well, he rocked him. He did what He won. Yeah. He won. That's bottom line. He won, right? Okay. No, nah, definitely, definitely. Um, besides that, what are your plans for being in Vegas? I, oh, I know man. you're signing here today, but yeah. what do you do like in your off time? You, you know, oh, you yeah, enjoy yeah. Uh, the nice little light life. I, I, still, I know I'm the not, women still love you, Virgil. Oh yeah, I still go. I, I go around. I gotta, I gotta shoot back out uh, tomorrow, you man, and go back to the East Coast, you man. Where you living at these days, Virgil? I mean, uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Still a mania, baby. <laughs> Still a mania. I can dig it, man. So yeah. where, where can everybody find you? Because everybody's going to be looking for you on Twitter and look okay, for that fucking look, money. Look at me on Twitter. Go to Virgil at therealvirgil.com. And give me a buzz, baby. Okay? <laughs> make sure all you guys support Virgil. Buy the merch. You know, if yeah, you ever see him sign in, yeah, make we're sure right you here. walk up to him. Tell him come on up. Hey, we're at the we're Las Vegas Spice Shop. Yep, make sure you guys uh, come chill. Virgil's here signing. Tell, tell them where I'm at. Tell them. Las Vegas Fight Shop, Planet Hollywood, Hotel Casino in Vegas. Make sure you guys come through. Virgil has all the merch, all the pictures. He got pictures of him with everyone right. on this table. And T-shirts. T-shirts. Come on, uh, fight gear. Hey, you got the million-dollar belt. Right. You got fight gear. Yep. So you, you can still come got the on in. Dollar, the million-dollar belt. Come on in. I need that belt. Come Virgil. on in. We're going to have to share that belt. <laughs> Listen, DBS, you don't need it. We yeah. got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Okay, man. thank you very thank much, you. man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.